listening to a little nonsense where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Moracle. With me, as always, the Harpo and Zeppo to my Groucho, Sean Keller. Hey, guys. Yeah. Guys want some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a dead-on Zeppo. <laughs> and Mike Barreto. Hey, guys. Huh? You guys want some cookies? <laughs> Dead on Harpo. Indistinguishable. This is a little nonsense. A Little Nonsense is brought to us by precisely 10,000 Canadian geese. (laughs) 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 Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) This is the ad Joe dies doing. <laughs> well, that was only like. Did eight. those Canadian geese piss you off today, Joe? <laughs> Good God! No, I haven't seen the Canadian goose in a weirdly long time. Shouldn't they be? The, the, all their honks mean "I'm sorry," though, right? I think I assume. Based on my knowledge of Canadian geese, they mean "fuck you," "get out of my way." There's so many Canadian geese because their health care is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you dumb shit. Yeah, their health care is you're not allowed to shoot them. (laughs) That's true. It's better than the American health care system. (laughs) That's that's better than it is for most birds. So they've got that going And some humans. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Ooh. (laughs) Uh oh. <laughs> Topical. Mike's changing things up from Coors to Miller. I did I Coors keep go Coors out of business? Alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have actually I've favored Miller Lite for quite some time now. My God. I yeah, feel like for, I don't like, even for know like, you anymore. For like two years I've been Whoa. Why? Yeah. What happened? Did the Coors... Uh, t- show us on the doll where the Coors guys touched you. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you why. Huh. Yeah. Well, you saw Smokey and the Bandit and you hated it. <laughs> no, I Mike think just hates the fucking Rocky Mountains. Oh, I do. I, sh- I do now. Oh, what a I bastard. do now. Don't even get me started on the Rocky Mountains. I almost died on the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> Jesus. Did you? Is that where you skied back in like our fifth episode ever? You talked about almost dying on a ski trip? Yes. Uh, hmm. yes. Yeah, those mountains are no- notoriously rocky. Some asshole was like, oh, yeah, oh, you want to go, you want to take this, you want to take this trail down. That's the easy one. Right, yeah. This guy was full of shit, man. It's all relative, though, right? Like the easiest trail on the Rockies is like the hardest no. trail. Like, you um, can take... No, that guy was just the ski <laughs> guy. He was an asshole, for sure, because, like, there were other trails, like, you know, even just, like, uh, maintenance trails that you I want to go take. back to Joe's uh, ski trail murderer. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> the ski the perfect crime murderer. under training local skiers. <laughs> There's never any evidence. Oh, so you're, you're intermediate skier, you say. <laughs> Why don't you go down old track... Track murder. <laughs> the old murder well, I, trail, that'll suit well, your skill I've set. Well, I've got just the track for you. That's <laughs> a nice, pleasant trip down the mountain. Very called, nice and called easy. called Expert Run. Don't, ma- don't let the name fool you. Expert Run is for beginners. See? Why does he sound like he runs a general <laughs> well, summer in the Old West? It's called... Uh, Sometimes greener. dead is better. Greener... <laughs> 
greener pastures. That guy it's, needs uh, the work. He's just the same, yeah. <laughs> it's it's that guy. It's always that guy. It's just him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who in the remake they got John Lithgow to play that guy. I never really? saw the remake, but I definitely saw the trailer with John Lithgow and I was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a get right there for your shitty Stephen King remake." It is. He's a he's, great fucking actor. He's, he's tremendous. Great. I would love to see what he would do in uh, in uh, the Gary Oldman movie uh, Tiptoes. Also, oh. <laughs> John Lithgow would never do Tiptoes. John Lithgow would be the best little person. <laughs> Who's I'm Jeff sorry, John, Lithgow? John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Is he British? Isn't he British? You can get Jeff Lithgow. <laughs> For any project, that guy is desperate <laughs> yeah, to Jeff work. Jeff is, uh, oh, well, not Seriously, nearly as talented. It, it, is John Lithgow British? No, but he's I, just got one of those voices. No. I'm looking him up right now. I have to. He's he just very erudite. Is that the right word? Uh, a British? Yeah, he's, sure, he's super not British. He's he's from, but, he's from Rochester, New York. But is it like Tim Curry? Like Tim? Is Tim Curry British? Yes. Is he okay? There's a couple actors that I can't think of now that I'm on the spot that are like definitely not British, but they talk as if they're British. Like Madonna. <laughs> yes. uh, here we go. John moved frequently as a child while his father founded and managed local and college theaters and Shakespeare festivals throughout the Midwest of the United States. Yep, that tracks. That will let make me, you let sound me, like Let me that. tell you this. I just Googled, here are 10 celebrities you thought were British but aren't. Some of these names, Kate Blanchett, not British. Peter Dinklage, not yeah. British. Uh, right. Anne Hathaway, well, I didn't think she was British. What is this website? Who thought I thought Kate she Blanchett was might be British. Mike, did you think she Absolutely was British? Absolutely not. What about Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet, I, I, I could see her being, like, Irish. Is Kate Winslet British? She was born... No, she's not British. She was born in England. Yeah, she, so that makes her British. She, she, yeah, she's English. <laughs> British yeah, means part of the... I know it does. I, Kate Blanchett is surprising to me, though. Kate Blanchett, uh, a lot, really a lot of Australian actors... Do they just do English because Australians? Because can't, you're right. That's what they no, speak. No, no, I mean Australia. English accents because they can't. <laughs> they can't get work for some reason. Because we do English because nobody makes movies in Australia. And then you've got <laughs> and then you got Mel Gibson who just fucking struts around saying, "Oh, hey, are you, are you a are you a, a <laughs> Say furnace?" It. A furnace dodger? Oven dodger? <laughs> Oven dodger. That's way Oven funnier dodger. than furnace dodger. That man chose his words carefully, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he, he chose to be as offensive and simultaneously funny as possible, I suppose. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's one of the least offensive, offensive things We can, we can things all agree, that though, said. that oven dodger is funnier than furnace dodger, right? <laughs> There's, Absolutely. There's some wiggle so, room there. There's no there's no uh there's no argument the man has comedic talent. <laughs> yeah, well he's one of those guys I and I'm sure that we all have people like this, but I just I want I he I wanna like him so badly and he just makes it impossible like in his private life. Oh, I consider him a guilty pleasure of mine, like like Tom Cruise. Like, come on, like Tom Cruise is a fucking crazy weirdo, but you would totally want to hang out with Tom Cruise. Mel Mel Gibson is crazy, but I would absolutely want to go get a beer with Mel Gibson. Tom Cruise, um, the Scientology thing is nuts. It's well, so well, much of, crazier of, than Mel Gibson. I, I, I look, of course, it is from the outside, but. It's it's really no different than any other religion. You know? Just it's newer. Is it though? It's newer, yeah. Cuz sure. well, no no, <laughs> I mean it's newer. I'm saying is it different though? In theory it's not. What they believe is just as crazy as any other religion. What the church does is very different than what a lot of religions right. are well, doing. Well, no, right but now. Joe, I'm glad you said right now because yeah. uh they've done worse in the past. And some of some of them continue oh, sure. to do worse, okay, around the world, in the name of their god, whatever. Uh, 
Yeah. There's there's plenty of violence carried out that's considerably worse than anything this church See, Scientology my, is doing. My argument against Scientology was going to be that the practices in which they uh, reel people in and indoctrinate people, and then they keep them there and don't allow them to leave. But then I started thinking about so other religions yeah. in the world, and yeah, it's about on par with it. No, it's just <laughs> it's just newer, so we can all look at it and say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Right, but right. The truth is the only the only truth is that they're all ridiculous, and they're and they're all terrible. <laughs> Except for the Norse religion. That one's clearly factual. Uh, yes, of course. But Tom Cruise has a little bit of a vested interest in Scientology because he's essentially a deity to them. In, yeah. <laughs> well, but or, so and, or, and or it like fucking changed his life and everything he has attained he owes to it. Like, well, I we, think don't, it we won't ever really know that, right? I think it probably has to some extent because the... The, well, the foundation of Scientology was uh, what was the name of that L. Ron Hubbard? Yeah, but the the Dianetics. So Dianetics. The, Di, Dianetics has Battlefield a, Earth. Dianetics <laughs> has a lot of therapeutic value. Like the the ideas of Dianetics can't yeah can actually make hook. you feel a lot better over time. And so I you know I think that that there's a subset of the population that that's exposed to Dianetics and they're like, wow, this is really working. And for most of them, they never, they never have enough like money (laughs) to get to the point where they're being blackmailed. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of, yeah, it's one of those things where it's a really the, the start of it, the first 10% of it is beneficial and a great idea. It's kind of how I feel about uh, organized religion nowadays as far as like the morality that it teaches of, okay, well, yeah, these are some common sense good things like don't steal, don't murder, you know, the, okay, those make sense. But then as you delve deeper past that, the... the what was I don't, the second one? But once you get past the greatest hits okay. and it goes deeper into it and then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, it, it, starts, <laughs> it, starts to get, it starts to get crazy. Yeah, and the, uh, it's the same with uh, Scientology. I, I just I have a hard time, say, and most of the people who who have 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 broken away from the Church of Scientology end up being totally normal people, you know. Yeah, and I I think that they actually might have an easier time than a lot of uh, people who who subscribe to a mainstream ancient religion breaking away from their church, and they, uh, but. I, you know, I think all three of us, we were probably, I think we were all raised Catholic. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like we, we're all better for breaking away from, from the religion. I feel like if you listen to but our can show, you could tell we were all Catholics. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, st- we start every episode with the Lord's Prayer. You, you wouldn't know that, Mike, because you don't listen to the show. but put that uh, in there, yeah. In editing, Sean and I always each episode always put yeah. in the Lord's Prayer, and I do it in Latin. Sean does oh, it in more English. accessible for our listeners. I feel. No, but I think I well, I agree. I like to do it Vatican One style because I think you know I'm a traditionalist. I think it's important though to note that we we were all raised Catholic. I think we all probably went to Catholic school, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, at some point, well, I, I didn't did go to Catholic school. At some point, Saint you know, Francis when, when I was, of Rome. When I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I, I believe I believed that shit. You know, I just totally believed. Of course, it. well, because it was terrifying. You believed right, everything. Yeah, exactly. You believed exactly. everything. Adults told you. If, you, you were if, an if idiot. I stole my classmate's pencil, I was going to hell. <laughs> that's, that's that's a severe consequence for a five-year-old. <laughs> I was going where? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but you know, imagine. Uh, Instead of Catholicism, it's Scientology, and and it seems to be working because of the the therapy that you're going through. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I could see it. I yeah. I understand it. I I think uh, one of the greatest things that Tom Cruise could do for the world is to stand up against the Church of Scientology. But at the same time, I feel like where I'm at now is 
I can see the merits of it. I can see how the structure of it and some of the teachings uh, can absolutely be beneficial for people. It's just like I said, it's once you start to it's it's once you start to examine it critically and get a little deeper into it and people who uh, either take it literally or can't really uh, evolve it to match the current you know modern day system that we're all living in that's when i start to get like upset and i'm like ah come on like surely this is okay in the eyes of whatever deity you're praying to like that's really that you're still hung up on this thing from so long ago but this other thing from so long ago you're fine ignoring like football leather you know it's stuff like that well that's the thing i i don't think anyone who tells you that they take their religion probably nobody's gonna tell you this but they take their religion literally i don't think anybody does very few people if any yeah i think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who adheres to all of the archaic rules but it's the picking and choosing though it's some of them saying well clearly that was meant a different way i you would think like a rational person would say i'm picking and choosing therefore this is probably bullshit like it's so easy to come to that conclusion either the word of god is like you you believe that shit (laughs) right or Obviously, it's bullshit. Like I, I just can't. Well, I agree. I, how do you, that's how so do you weird, reconcile though, that? Everyone, everyone in organized religion, though, is not one of those two things. Like they're all in the middle. They're it's all picking and choosing and saying, I know. no, I can. You know, it, that's that is very weird. It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you can present a bunch of old rules from the Old Testament to, to, to you know, staunch religious people, and and they'll say no, that's not really you know, it doesn't really apply today. But so then, why does anything? I don't. Right. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Okay, I'm just going to wrap this up in a bow. Really, I'm bored as fuck. this is an interesting conversation. Um, it is. Yeah, but it's one I, we've I had add, dozens of I, times. I, I want to add one I've last thing. One last thing yeah. is that people people have made a lot of money and entire careers out of doing just what you're talking about, Mike, which is parsing out and explaining to these large groups of people, this is how we justify picking and choosing. That's, yeah. you know, all these authority figures within the religions, that that's their entire job is basically, well, this is how we can explain it, and this is why it's okay to digest. All right, Joe, I defer to you. If, you, if your religion is old enough, you have hundreds, thousands of little little bits and rules. Religion is not something, at least usually, that people choose or believe in rationally. So there doesn't need to be any thought that goes into what they pick and choose. They pick and choose the things that resonate with them and Mm -hmm. discard the rest. Again, because there's no logic involved. That being said, my attitude on all of it is... So long as your beliefs only affect you, if they make you happy, I don't give a shit yeah. what Yes, you do. it's just so rare that they only affect you. Right. <laughs> There's so many people who are so passionate about it's, what other people are doing. Right, but that's, just, uh, that's not the majority of people, though. That's a very loud minority. I know a lot of people that, that are people of faith that just keep that shit to I, I, I disagree. That's fine, but it, it causes the the faith itself, if it's causing even one person. But, I mean, look at, like, to, gay, look at gay marriage and shit, like, because those people might think it only affects them, but they go to a ballot box, and true. they say, yeah. well, I don't believe this, and then it takes away the ability yeah, of you got, other people to... Yeah. Right, but at that point, it's no longer only affecting you. But so I don't think that's stands. the majority of people, though, is my point. I, I think that... I wish I could believe you, and that it's a loud minority. I do. Yeah, I think I think Sean is right. I think that there's there is a majority (laughs) a majority of of religious people are are voting with their conscience in the polls. What episode number is this? Seventy-one. Fifty-nine. Perfect. It's an odd number, which means I'm going to take that recording of Mike saying I think Sean is right and just intersperse it in any other episode that I choose in any conversation. Uh, I'm also holding on to an audio clip for you, Sean, that I have oh, to get no. over to you at some point of Mike just going, I'm disabled! 
I'm disabled. I have I have a clip on my computer labeled Mike's career is ruined. <laughs> and I'm just saving that for a special occasion. <laughs> Maybe our 100th nice. fantastic. <laughs> Which Mike has to edit so it won't get edited. I guess that's the idea, right? Our 99th episode. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, when I was saying I agree with Sean, I realized that I do not say that very often. No, that's why That's why I was like, oh, I'm going to record this I, for all of time. I made, that's yeah, going to be his I new made text a mental message note tone. Of it. I, made a I mental agree with Sean. That's hilarious. It seemed, it seemed like a strange thing to also be saying. Also makes me a little sad. <laughs> but I'll take it. It's fine. I got one. It only took, what, 59 episodes? <laughs> Yeah, a little over a yeah, year. I don't actually, I don't actually know if I've ever said it. <laughs> I knew we'd find, I knew we'd find common ground sometime. <laughs> it only took four hundred hours of recording. <laughs> and ironic, ironically, it had to be me thinking the best of people to get you it to may, do yeah, it. Yeah, may have actually, a weird thing. Yeah, it, it may actually be that I'm just wrong on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a possibility. That's the most likely explanation. <laughs> oh man, oh, God, that's funny. Oh shit. Good times. Yeah, I was thinking about something today, guys. I I I got back on the Chantix because not to make uh, air too much of my public laundry, but I was getting a little concerned with. Um, smoking a, a little bit again. And so I hopped back on Chantix and one of the main side effects, which I have been absolutely feeling, is increased uh, intensity of like crazy dreams. Like every single night, right? Sure. So I wanted to ask you guys, why don't we have more data on dreams and how to influence them and the science of dreams? I feel like dreams are this nebulous thing that there's never like I don't feel like there are very many studies or advancements in dream science that have taken place. Maybe I'm ignorant to them if they exist, but I was just thinking about it like we have a drug that specifically we know uh, increases crazy dreams and it does like that's a proven thing within this drug and other medications so why don't we have the ability yet to like here's crazy stuff you can do with your dreams or like is that just not important in the scientific community is it well there's a big there's a big well, leap between all, here's a drug that gives you intense dreams and here's what you can do with it like i that that is it though like yes is, no, it, it is just, for sure if because you, it's, if you know the science of this and and uh, also, exactly what you're talking about exists, but it has nothing to do with drugs. Uh, you just have to look for lucid dreaming communities. But are those online. legit? Yeah, it's, it like, it's like a psychological exists. conditioning thing. And I'm so sure you can I'm actually sure that... learn it. And it's real. Because yeah, it seems like it. astronomy to me, or astrology. I'm sorry. <laughs> so astronomy, astronomy sorry. is a real Sean, thing. So you're saying that something that happens to you in real life that's observable is like astrology? No, no. I'm saying that I'm I'm saying that <laughs> I have had issues with uh, with uh, the efficacy of lucid dreaming and people who claim that they're able to do it versus is that a real thing? I, I just don't know. Well, I can tell you right now that I have tried uh, some of the exercises recommended on, like, the Lucid Dreaming subreddit and other online communities, and I've gotten really? some of them Sean, to have work. Sean, have you ever had a Lucid yeah. Dream or something close to it? Uh, very, very rarely. And I, I, but, I feel but like you have, though, like, at least one time had a dream where you feel like you can kind of control what's going on. Yes. Okay, so therefore, it's possible, right? Is it? Is that a learnable behavior? Or is it like, hey, once out of every thousand yeah, dreams you have, I, you can... I, I, don't do it, I don't do it anymore, but I train myself when something seems strange to do a reality check. And I've done, I've done that shit in dreams and realized I, that it's, all, it's a function of, it's a function of your own brain and how it's handling what's I, going on. I feel on. like if we, if we all truly had the capacity to lucid dream at our disposal... 
I would just want to go into a medically induced coma for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> like, why, why like, wouldn't you? Sort of like Inception. You, <laughs> well, you sure, but I mean, it's it's really it's like why why don't they offer well, dream vacations where you take a a three week class and then they hook you up to this machine and you're in a coma for six weeks for the like, same for the same reason because you shouldn't go into a coma if you don't I'm need saying, to be like hey Sean you can like be Spider Man for like a year it's for the it's the same reason that you can't. <laughs> That you don't know how to fly a helicopter. What? It's how do you know I don't know how to fly a it's helicopter? It's the same reason that you don't. Why? Because you have to learn how to do it. But it, You can't but, just but, do it. But so you're saying that there is no question that... Also, if Sean learned to fly a helicopter, he would bitch about it just like driving reason a I car. Mentioned, uh, I, I God damn it, I can't... I, I, I guarantee you that. I mentioned astrology, though, is I didn't know if this was actually a, a, a hard science or if it was a fringe science. Well, well Lucid dreaming. There's nothing about lucid dreaming that is impossible. It's, it's limited only by your brain. You know? But, so but I, there... And that awkward <laughs> pause, uh, with that awkward pause, we're going to... We're going to go to one of our sponsors, All right? <laughs> Fern Bastardson's new goat nachos. <laughs> Come on in to Fern Bastardson's. Your favorite hip-hop-themed Indo-French Latinx <laughs> gastro pub with a Maori twist. And try our latest creation from Michelin <laughs> chef Beverly H. Frappoliano, Yolindo, Yolafleur. <laughs> Goat nachos. <laughs> they're not what you think. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, they're not bad. That would be good. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that... Uh, I, think that uh, I think that restaurant is in Andersonville. Fern Bastardson's? <laughs> yeah, from Bastardson's. What is that, Japanese? Bastardson? Bastardson is uh, uh, Welsh. Korean? Welsh. Okay. <laughs> it's Welsh. It's maybe Welsh. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Swedish-Welsh hybrid, Fern Bastardson. I see. All right. So I had a weird, uh, I had another one of my weird encounters with someone just out and about in Chicago the other day. Uh, this is a new, a new individual, although like it baby? was at the same seven. <laughs> yeah, was ba- Actually, it was, it was the opposite of a baby. She was so android. goddamn old. A, new, a, a newly minted Android. <laughs> a new individual. <laughs> no, I meant uh, oh, I a new character in the, uh, uh, this was at the same 7-Eleven that I encountered old lady yes, Batman. Of Who could forget? So I was uh, I was sitting in my car about to go in, and this uh, this elderly woman comes out of her house across the street. She's got you know, like one of those uh, foldable okay. grocery carts, and you know it takes her a while to get across the street, and as she's as she's making her way in my general direction, absolutely anybody anywhere near her, she made a point of like waving at them. And then she, she was pointing off in the distance and then she pointed at her house and then she pointed in the distance again. And, and like, this was to people like four houses down who were just in front of their house was she like calling nice her weather. shot like Babe Ruth? Like I'm gonna go over there, then I'm gonna walk <laughs> over there. <laughs> it it, it kind of looked like she was trying to point All out right. something to them. Uh, she did this twice before she got to me, and I'm watching her do it while I'm smoking a cigarette. And then she she yells at me in my car as she passes me. This house right there. It's watched by that camera across the Whoa. street. That camera right there watches my Whoa. house. So don't try nothing. <laughs> Holy shit. Sounds like a schizophrenic person. Yeah, I just looked at her and said, All Yeah, right. that lady, uh, she's very protective of her property, I guess. I mean, I, I was concerned based on some of the people she was pointing for 
that it was like uh, a race until thing. she got to you. <laughs> until she got to me, I'm like, okay, great. Well, she's, she's, she's not racist. Crazy. There, there's there's a yeah, there's a quality she's just in her a She's not a racist schizophrenic. <laughs> Carry on, lady. <laughs> Well, that's sweet. That's a sweet story. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy old lady so then, wasn't so then you ran her over, right? <laughs> oh, if only, but there was like a, a there was a wrought iron fence in the way. Those so it just sound like excuses, her. Joe. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you just you just carry eggs with you. You gotta want it. Well, I right. bought them at right. Fresh. They were very fresh. Darn, now I gotta go get some more eggs. Shoot. <laughs> at least 74% of them were fresh at the 7 slash 11. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I, I, Mike, is that an accurate percentage? It, is, seven? it is not. 7 out oh, of 11 is... is 77? Under 70%, Sean, because 7 oh, out shit. of 10. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> God damn it. Would it be 70%. closer to 69? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's very close to 69. <laughs> nice. I want to say it's 69, 69, 69, 69. Repeating. Nice. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to double check right now just to make sure. <laughs> I feel so stupid for saying 74. Of course it's less than 70%. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I was telling you guys yeah, earlier I, that I'm stupid. <laughs> you didn't believe me. No, I'm sorry. Me. It's 6'3". It's six, it's six, six, I three, saw six, you on that. 6'3", 6'3", 6'3", 6'3". Mike, six, I told you I was stupid, and, uh, well, here's egg on your face now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're well, stupid was, for not thinking I was stupid. I was equally wrong, so it's fine. Did you guys hear the bugs are disappearing? This sounds like a conspiracy. Go on. No, it's not. I, there, there's I, like some bugs. I'm sure are disappearing, and others probably. I aren't. read a fucking scary report on a real website that said that like people are w going in a rave. www.realwebsite.com. <laughs> no, like like scientists went into the realscience.facts.slash/us/slash. <laughs> Index.html. Scientists went into the rainforest uh, over the course of like 20 years, and compared to even like five years ago, there's like a fraction of the amount of bugs that used to be there. Which rainforest? The, the main one. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so what, what, the Amazon? The Amazon yeah, the Amazon. Yeah, sure. Let's say that's the one. The one that's, the one the that's being one, sure. de deforested at an alarming rate? Yeah, the one we're constantly fucking sure, over all but it's, the time. But it's not for just decades. there. It's it's all over the place. People are just seeing a, a, a supreme lack of bugs. Sean, there isn't rainforest oh, all God, over you're the right, place. Right, Joe. I forgot to consider that. <laughs> I just didn't know if <laughs> either of you had heard any of this because I no. read about it and was very afraid. I just because I have what happens if the I bugs know, go. Away. I know a lot of ins. I know I know a lot of insect species are are being fucked over by shit. We've done and are doing uh, bees, yes. great example. Yeah, uh, we we need the bees. The bees are dying. That's well, not I know good. that I know that they. You uh, know, that you can ex you can discover new species of insects every day in the Amazon, right? And so, hang and on. so I I get that the gigantic impact of deforestation and human activity is probably decreasing the number well, of insects in rainforests. ABC, ABC News reports uh, Earth's insect population shrinks 27% in 30 years. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot of bugs. It is a lot of bugs, but what percentage of the rainforest has been reduced in 30 years? 99%. <laughs> no, really, seriously, though, do you know? I, 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 don't, I don't have know. it offhand, but I would be surprised if since 1990, it's much less than 26%. I don't know. I National Geographic says that 40% uh, of insect species are in decline. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's a problem. Bugs are, they seem to be disappearing. But, I mean, it, I get your point. If it's mostly rainforests, because that's where the density of the population of bugs is, that makes sense. But I don't think it's just that. 
According to the internet. Internet.com. Slash Internet.com slash index.html. Slash SeanReadThis.com. Approximately 8 million hectares per year of rainfall. That's a lot of Mexican guys. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, what is that? What is a hectare? It's uh, it's a it's it's an area of land. Yeah, okay, well I could I have know. discerned I that the, from context. I don't know context. what the value is, but uh, it's uh, a hectare is about two and go. a half Why don't they acres. just say that? <laughs> they have to introduce new verbiage, new language. One mm, because hectare is international. So it's, I'm a dumb American. Not. Well, I mean, what it ha, acre is still international, but it's it's English, of course. So it's us in England for the so most really. Part what all of this it. has taught me is that we should probably just adopt the fucking metric system already. It's been spent too long. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I I actually we're so stubborn. I I like the metric system for most things, but not for weather, temperature. Not for weather. Okay. Yeah. Because there's too few changes in numbers. Uh, because the uh, the British the, the British system allows for just better granularity on a whole number scale, and you have like a, like zero is kind of the is kind of the average bottom temperature for human activity, and a hundred is kind of the average top temperature. Like you're if talking if Fahrenheit right now. I, yes, I'm talking Fahrenheit. If it's yeah. z- if it's zero, it's very cold. It's it's below the freezing temperature, which every about 32 degrees. Almost below. yeah, almost every fucking populated place on the planet experiences zero at some point, and a hu- hundred is very high, you know, and you have that that granularity of 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 whole numbers one to a hundred basically of right. of normal human temperature range. As opposed to, like, 0 to 34. Like, it's just a really weird, awkward... Yeah. Yeah, so I for everything else, especially, you know, if it's science-related... Temp- I just... Yeah, I just don't like how Fahrenheit came to be. Is, there's just... Yeah. There's just no science sure, involved. Sure, but it turns out that it just, it just works better for temperature related to weather. Well, it, it works. It, you're saying it works better for temperature yes. for daily life because you know it was measured by Fahrenheit by uh, Richard Dr. You know, Richard the coldest Fahrenheit. and hottest. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not quite. Go on. Uh, ah, Daniel fuck. Fahrenheit. <laughs> I always mix those two up. Uh, he just he just <laughs> he measured like the coldest and hottest days of one year. And those that well, was see, that, zero to me that makes sense for weather. It absolutely well, does. It makes it makes sense for cooking too. Because I actually I looked up a, a Gordon Ramsay recipe the other day, and it was like set the oven to two hundred degrees Celsius. And I was like, what is that? And I looked it up, and it was like three hundred and ninety three degrees on my oven. And I was like, what? So four hundred? Like three ninety three is really weird. But it's two. It's two hundred though. It's two hundred. Yeah, he used a round it's number. It's the conversion that's fucking centigrade. you up there. No, for baking, it is. for baking, it's totally, it's completely fine because you have. But a, they don't you have, have a, that on my dial. But you have, you have an apparatus. You have an you apparatus have that's capable. That seven degrees isn't going to fuck something you up. That's capable, Will it? You can set it to a specific temperature and it goes there. No, but right, well, but you I can't. was trying to agree with you, Mike. But now, fuck you. I'm taking the opposite stance. <laughs> Well, no, because I, I totally disagree with it in that context. Like I said, every context except so for weather. So only weather, but not cooking. Yeah, not not at all. Why cooking? Why does it matter for cooking? Because it, it deals with temperature. <laughs> it con- it constantly no, I, would, I would think temperature oven. is what you're getting at. I am, Why, but what, the temperature, the, the actual temperature is... Well, he has to be talking about temperature. Why would we talk about Celsius and Fahrenheit if it wasn't about temperature? I'm saying That's why be hung measure. up about the t- the Celsius versus Fahrenheit when it comes to weather, because but not cooking? Be- why not both? Ah, oh, Jesus H. Christ. Because the what granularity does, uh, of it matters more when you're dealing with your weather because you have a better understanding of what 70 degrees is and 77 degrees is than you do 21 and 22 
No, we no, no. do it, because we were raised on Fahrenheit. I get that, but it's it's easier expressed that way than with a decimal. It just makes more sense to me to do it that way. But with an oven, you can set it to whatever fucking temperature you want. Uh, I'm hearing Fahrenheit <laughs> privilege right now. That's all Fahrenheit. I'm hearing. No, no, no. Privilege? It's the, the argument... <laughs> the argument for... the ar- I won't give you a bell for The that argument one. for like the metric system is essentially exactly what I just fucking said. It is. Oh Jesus! No, I'm serious. We found Mike's it, pressure point. <laughs> Mike's triggered. It's. It is. You've got a scale. It's. He's a, boiling over. He reached 100 degrees Celsius. You have a scale. I'm sorry. I meant 212. 212 Jesus. degrees Fahrenheit. You Don't have kill a scale me. that is essentially a decimal system, right? Where it's 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 based on tens. Yes. And that's why, oh, that's why the metric system is so great, is because it's a decimal system. Well, when it comes to the weather, guess right. what? Fahrenheit is a fucking decimal system. <laughs> so therefore, we have, on, we have talked about child pornography. <laughs> I, I know, We've talked agree. about Star Trek, Star Wars, and this is the most worked up I've ever seen Mike get about anything. It's fucking so weather. <laughs> fucking weather. I just... Fucking weather! You shut the fuck up! Fucking weather! I'm, I'm, no, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of people saying that metric is just a hundred percent better across the board when there is a, there's a, there's an example where it's not. I'm all I'm going to say is I don't fucking care. At the end of the day, it's I don't, just what I don't weather. understand, Mike. Though is you, I feel like your explanation for why the cooking temp doesn't matter is well, you can just set your oven, blah blah. Well, can't you just like look up what it would be in Fahrenheit on your phone if everything's measured in Celsius weather-wise. Can't you just say, oh, okay, well, I pressed a button, and now I know, to me, Fahrenheit it makes more sense, so now I know what it is to me. Like, I, I don't I don't get the difference there, I guess. I'm not. I'm just not even going to bother <laughs> trying to explain. I, I hear your position, Mike. I, I just cannot give a shit. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. It's like having it's like having a meter stick that goes up to thirty three point seven instead of a hundred. Like why why would you do that? Why would you choose to do that? It doesn't make any sense. When you have a system that works perfectly functionally with a granularity on a whole number scale between zero and a hundred, just use that. It's so stupid. Why would you? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I've I've now joined Joe's camp. So it is, so it is, it is literally Joe's camp of not caring. Mike, it is you literally made me not care. it is literally the explanation that people. That it's the reason we use the metric system. It's the entire reason we want to use the metric system, except that with weather, Fahrenheit. <laughs> works that way so now we're just not gonna like it doesn't make any sense at all to me mike your passion has made me not care anymore <laughs> jesus and then i i suppose that uh, i've i've won I'm wi- you've won you've won I've only I've only seen you this angry like four times before in the almost twenty years I've known you. I'm not. I'm honestly not at all angry right now. I, just, I don't believe you. I think you are very. Uh, yeah, angry. I don't believe that either. I we can see your face, I don't, but I don't Mike. think that we can I don't see think your that face you, now. I, I have to say I don't think you've ever seen me angry. If you think oh, that I'm angry oh. right now, Whew, I'm, pa- I'm definitely passionate about it, but I'm not angry about it. Oh, I don't know. I I saw oh some God. I saw some rage behind. I those I eyes. think that yeah. I think we've we found no, one I just, of Mike's very few pressure points. I just know for sure that I'm right about this. And uh, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and I get I get pushback on it. And it, it you haven't. <laughs> Who's giving you pushback? You get more pushback than like right now. This should be the only time in your life you've ever gotten pushback. I, are you telling me? <laughs> There's never been a situation in my life where this has come up before. I was that's what I'm saying. You said but you said like I get pushback on this like all the time, guys. And I'm like, wait, what? I actually do. I do get pushback on this a lot. Oh my god. Yeah, because because uh it's it's one of those things where the scientific community is completely hundred percent on one side of it. But but the answer is more nuanced, as always. 
So the your anger comes from you're opposed to the scientific community on this one well, issue. Well, on ninety nine percent of the purpose of using. On that note, we're going to take a break because I'm going to have a cigarette. It's lovely outside. It's 22 <laughs> degrees centigrade. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go enjoy the nice weather. Lunar Technologies. Innovation. Desire. Design. Inspiration Ambition Progress Drive Strength Courage Power Electricity The Future <laughs> Lunar Technologies Back to you <laughs> <laughs> Very effective. Was ad, there, if you ask me, was there an acronym there? Did I miss no. an acronym? No. no, there definitely wasn't. He had so many consonants in a row; it'd have to be like yeah. Icelandic for it to actually be some sort of acronym. Very inspiring <laughs> yes. EDM. So I was listening yeah. to Star Talk today, as I often do. I, I always have to follow that up with right. as I often do. I don't, I don't know why. I just do have to say that. And, it's like uh, you're advertising on their behalf. Yeah, and uh, I am. Uh, they pay me. <clears throat> but people are going to listen to that Celsius nonsense and be like, well, I can't trust this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. <laughs> well, they can go fuck themselves. and uh, oh, Jesus. Join me in the real scientific reality. Harsh. <laughs> what, what happened on Star Talk? So... Uh, it was it was an episode about uh, data and algorithms, and um, there was a suggestion that there are two ways to solve a problem. Now that we have computers, basically, and w- one of them is violence and <laughs> sex. Yes, yeah, so paper and computers. I, I should stipulate a mathematical problem. All right, and that is you can you mm. can use the conventional method of solving the problem. With math, right? You, you, it's an equation. You, you, you do the work, you simplify the equation, whatever, you get to a solution, right? Uh, but there are problems that sure. are so difficult that, like, the, the amount of work that it would take a person to do is just incomprehensible. Sure. And, and one of those problems, you may remember, was the four-color map problem. This is, this is an old problem. That's the one that Matt Damon solved on that chalkboard in Goodwill Hunting. Sure, absolutely. I <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. It, uh, it was like circles with lines and shit. Like I don't know what that was. It was some kind of weird hypothetical geometrical proof. I don't it know was what that the, was. It was the design for Robin Williams' noose. So there was the four color map problem, which was uh, <laughs> just ignoring it completely. Absolutely, because it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. <laughs> Also, I just I love Robin Williams, and uh, you can go. I do too. That bastard, to that bastard killed someone I loved himself. That's a good point. <laughs> what an asshole! So the problem was uh, we had to. I guess it was a printing problem. You had we had to come up with a, a solution for uh, um, printing a map where uh, you only used four colors and no state would ever border a state with the same color. We never share okay. a border with the state with the same color. And this was the United States. You can, you can print any map with only four colors. It's called half-toning, and they've done it in comic books for Right, but to decades. make sure that <laughs> to make sure that no face. two states shared a border with a state that was the same color is actually a very complex problem. Okay. And it could have been solved with a with with a proof. But instead, some guy just did. He just do, he did like a brute force 
and he just he just create he just kept trying every combination and found the solution. And and so the, the the idea is that you can you can have a problem that's very complex, and testing the solution is much easier than solving the problem. Like the example is say it, yeah. say you have like a Sudoku puzzle that is a hundred by hundred, so it's ten thousand nine by nine Sudokus, right? That's a lot, yeah. Uh, solving it is impossible. Like you can't. There's no <clears throat> nobody could do it, but you could have an algorithm that just tries everything and eventually one of them works and you can check it quickly. You only have to look at each of the as soon as one thing is right, wrong yeah. it nixes it and exactly. goes on to the next thing. So the question is whether an elegant equation is is important or if we can just use computers to solve all of our problems with brute force. That one. And and no longer do we need I think that was the plot of Terminator. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but but really like we could we could have computers just try everything and then find solutions without ever having experienced or or discovering knowledge of any kind. Isn't that the same as being able to type shit into Google as opposed to going to the library and then step by step learning it, about it? It kind of is. I was going to tie it into artificial intelligence. So we have like Two ideas of what makes artificial intelligence. Right now, we teach a self-driving car how to drive by just throwing a shitload of data at it. We just give it every scenario, and it, right. and it knows all of the scenarios. But it doesn't know how to experience a scenario. It just knows them all, you know, and therefore can do a thing. As opposed to an artificial intelligence that has cognitive reasoning that, that actually makes decisions based... So having like a a car that uses some right, sort yes. of deep learning. Well, that would that would, in my opinion, be safer than brute forcing well, it, a car, right? Well, it can't be worse considering how many self driving cars crash <laughs> and kill people. It's really well. It's, it, we, I didn't think that was a problem. We don't know. We do not know what data set is necessary to make us car safe. So we're just we're giving it as much information as we can. Well, but every time it kills but until, someone, until we have a car that can learn on its own, then it, maybe it's going to keep killing people. It's always going to. But every time it kills someone, then it learns it for the next time. It should. It's powered by human <laughs> sacrifice, like all of human history. No, but I think it's an okay. interesting. <clears throat> it's the price of discovery. I think it's an it's interesting question whether just using computer power to solve problems without trying to solve the problem, just generating every possible solution and then finding one that works, whether we could, we could skip ahead to like technology and knowledge that we just can't access with our cognitive ability. That's gotta be better, right? Is I mean, sure. I feel like the solution is the most important part of an equation. It's not like life where, like, it's about the journey, not the destination. No, like, if you're trying to solve a problem... Douglas Adams would agree with you that the answer is more when it, when important it, yeah, than the Yeah, when question. it comes to that certain things, especially 42. technology. I mean, if it's like, hey, our goal is to get from here to another galaxy and, and figure out FTL. Like, but if, shit like but if, that. if we don't know why, do we deserve to understand how? Well, yeah, because otherwise, it, what, what, what do you get out of the why? You get, like, the pride and the satisfaction of, oh, I figured it out. Well, we know the why. It's... It's it's the what we we don't actually get, understand. We get the how we get the how we just don't get the what. But we use just that example though, what. Mike. Say that we punch it into a computer and it says, "Hey, I figured out how to do FTL." Can't you then take that information and create the equation backwards and say, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Right. Reverse engineer so then, the technology. So then you do well, that's, understand. That's a good it. question. I, it's I, just way quicker. I think that. I think no. I think that you can check the solution by just checking to see if it works. I don't. I don't know if that automatically reverse engineers an equation. I think if you made a computer figure out how to do that, well, it doesn't <laughs> automatically do it. We would have to. Yeah, that's true. You could make another computer yes. whose goal so, is to reverse engineer yeah, what yes. the first computer did. And then we all. At what point do we all end up slaves so to we'll, the robots? We'll get to a. We'll get to a point. 
It's already Yeah, happened. we'll get to a point where we we don't need to continue learning how to do things because computers can that just crunch. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, we're already there. But we start really. to... It's like you lose control, though. Like, at some point, you just... A pretty uncomfortable percentage of people don't really want. I mean, control Mike, do you know how with. to use the microphone? Do you know how the microphone works that you're speaking into right now? No, you have no idea. The headphones you're wearing, the phone that's in your pocket, you you use them all because someone smarter than you figured it out. If the someone smarter than you happens to be a computer, I don't give a shit. Yeah, give that to me. Help me live my life and and figure out advancements. Okay, I I, I that's how I feel. Have you read have you have you at all read about the uh the jurisdictions that are using computers to adjudicate minor legal disputes? No, that sounds amazing. That's happening right now. Computers are acting as judges in the world. The one thing that scares me about that is the same thing that I thought when I read the other day that like China is moving towards a virtual currency, which is anytime anything is technology based, there's the potential for hacking and for uh, and nefarious, you know, people to, to get sure. in there and influence what. So so if it is technology based, then you can just never I guess when it's human based, you can't ever completely eliminate that someone can influence that person. But it seems like it's a, a disaster. If you carried all if, your money on you, Sean, someone could rob you. Right, right. But so, but so if like if my verdict is being determined by a piece of technology, which has the potential to be influenced by nefarious hackers. Oh, I see what you're saying. Similar, yeah. Similarly to if your currency is all online, all you, all it takes is a hacker to just destroy all of that. That seems really well, I, vulnerable to me. I find the legal one to be more troubling than the currency because currency to me, I you can encrypt it to a level where it's more difficult to falsify digital currency than it is to forfeit physical currency. So I find that for sure one less difficult. Wait, you're saying digital currency is harder to forge I, than yes, physical currency? You get, you get to a point, especially be, with, yeah. with with cryptocurrency, where it's it's essentially impossible to forge it. So I it it can be okay. done. Now you have you have a select few people who might be able to do it, and that's the problem: is that you. With the legal system in particular, it's it's much more difficult to influence the outcome of a case, you know, physically by intimidating somebody or by you know speaking to a witness or by by than than it is for right. a select a very small group of hackers to be able to influence a large number of cases. If that makes sense, because you have a you have a group of cases where I don't know if they're ever going to have the kind of encryption on these uh, on a justice bot that they do on currency. You know, I I don't know that it's ever going to matter as much right. to the people making designing these programs, the software. If it's ever going to matter as much that justice is really served, <laughs> then their currency is is secure. You know. So I, I feel like you could have a, a, a group of hackers who could easily make, on a whim, who could hack a justice bot and make changes to a significant number of decisions. It's, it's, worth, uh, it's worth noting at the moment that uh, none of the judges that I read about, the AI judges, uh, in, I think, Scandinavia and China were dealing with criminal cases. These were all torts. It, I, I get it, but it's still... Oh, hackers don't have to have any real motivation to do something. Like could, It could just be... They don't. I, I'm just saying yeah. the stakes, the so, stakes right, are so it's, as it's, low as it's they like could a civil, be for this sort of thing while they're cases. figuring it out. But to your point, Mike, the, the, the number of people who would be able to and would also get away with it might be so much smaller than the number of people who would be able to 
intimidate a member of a jury or, right, or but, be able to rob a bank. So yeah, it might be. I get what you're saying. Statistically, it might it, make more you sense. You have to have such a significant motivation. Like there's a very small group of people who who is motivated enough to make some kind of physical effort to tamper with a case, but. But you can and have a risk very that small number of very else, skilled yeah. people who could influence a large number of cases where they don't have the same, they don't need to have the same investment. Does that make sense? I'm not following. <laughs> so what I'm saying You're is saying, what I'm saying is what? that the the amount of effort, the amount of effort, <laughs> and the exposure required to influence uh, a case in the traditional sense. By by intimidating a witness or Intrigue, by okay. you know intimidating a jury member or whatever, taking right. out a judge. I don't know. It could be any number of things. That requires such a significant sure, yeah. exposure and such a tremendous amount of effort that you have to really you have to target very big cases. I mean, it's just generally you have a very you're very passionate about this case. But you you could have a you could have two hackers okay. in the whole world who could influence uh uh, a digital judge, uh, an AI, who would maybe do it a thousand times for fun, and have no reason sure. other than that. But would they? But but would they risk uh, the repercussions of doing so on a case that doesn't well, matter I, to them? Well, I, I'm saying that why, yes, why, they would. I mean, by by, com- by comparison would, yeah, to totally. anyone who would okay. risk doing it in a traditional sense, because it's. Some you're people so just much want to watch like, the world burn. You're so much more likely to Dead get on. caught uh, tampering with a witness <laughs> in, than you in are a traditional just, uh, sense. hacking yeah. a, a computer. <clears throat> At least for That's now. That's true. Yeah. I mean. Right. Huh. But I would, I would still, I would still say that there are way more people capable of tampering with a case in the yes. traditional physical sense than there are but, world-class hackers capable of but how many of those doing something are online willing to act how many of the, how many of them can act on more than one case and it's like it's such a minuscule number it, it, it it's it, you filter out so many people with the logistics of it whereas a hacker even if you only have two yeah. of them in the on the planet who could who are capable of doing it? They could do it a billion they're, times. They're capable yeah. of doing it and getting away with it, and they fucking know it, and they'll do it as many times as they want for for fun. Now here's a head scratcher for you, Mike. That's scary. That's so scary. Here's a head scratcher for you, Mike. Is the degree to which they're able to influence the process any worse off than? Lawyers selecting juries for preferential outcomes or specific trying to get specific judges for cases based well, on I, biases. I do think that it's different well, those because are, you have sorry. it's different. It's different, but is it it's worse, worse because you you have lawyers acting against But is it worse? <laughs> you, have, you have lawyers acting against Answer the question Mike. against each other. All right, hold on. I just need to hack Mike real quick so he agrees have, with me. You have two lawyers representing two different sides of a case, so they they represent different interests, and they both have equal. Uh, they both have the uh, same ability to select a jury, to select a judge. So uh, unless they're working in coordination, which would be weird, but I'm sure it's happened. Uh, and I'm sure that's a rare case, but if they're as long as they are working in good faith. They're working against each other's selections. If if there's a bias apparent in the selection, I I think this actually is kind of uh, fascinating to me because if I were trusting an AI judge, what I would want to see in the judge's report is the logical progression, uh, basically the solving of the equation that led to. The verdict, and want, that goes back to, to what Mike work. was talking. Yeah, that I, I think that if a judge is only going to show the solution, then hackers can win easily because all they're doing is hacking the end result. But if we develop an AI judge that can show the work along the way, 
it's going to be a lot harder for people to actually hack it because at some point the judge is going to say, and because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this, and then there's a hard veer to the left. Well, I didn't even consider that, and that's a great way. That's a great way to combine those two ideas because that's a solid idea, Sean. Well done. As long as I'm there's a, hell of an a chain of logic, <laughs> yeah. It, once Sean is correct, uh, that that means we we have to end the show. <laughs> and that is our episode, gentlemen. With a score of one, we all lost. Oh my god! Has this ever happened? We were once all before, wrong. I think. <laughs> I I don't know. I. I don't believe this is. You're right, Mike. This is this is the weirdest episode. I uh, I have been and hopefully shall continue to be Joe Moracle. I'm Sean Keller, and uh, hey, I made uh, two good points tonight, which is uh, two more than I've made in the previous 58 episodes. <laughs> That's damn right. And I'm Mike Pareto Fahrenheit. <laughs> have a great week. A little nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often there, necessary. And you can be jolly A little nonsense now and then Is relished by the wisest men Sean is right